Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey, y'all. Just popping in here to say today's episode is everything. I am so ready for y'all to hear it, but there is some language in here. So, with that being said, if you're listening with little ears, I would recommend that you wait and listen on your own time. This conversation with B of the Honey Pot Co. is everything. You might want to grab your journals, especially if you are a business owner and are looking for some support in your thought process. B lays it out for us. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy our chat. Hi. I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, B. How are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's an honor to chat with you. I've been a customer for years and I'm just so excited to be able to dive in with you and share this time and have this time with you. But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. I am Beatrice Dixon, co-founder and CEO of The Honeypot Company. So let's talk a little bit about The Honeypot Company and how it got started. Well, really back in 2000, it was between 2011, 2012, I had a very serious bout with bacterial vaginosis. It was reoccurring. It would go away and come back. This was for almost a year. I think it was like eight months, eight or nine months. And nothing that I did work, like nothing. I was taking medicine. I was going to the doctor. I was on all kinds of like Google forums, you know, those forums that you can find. It was crazy. Yeah. And everybody was just had the same consensus. Everybody was miserable. Everybody didn't understand what was going on with their body. And I was right there with them. But one morning I had an extremely vivid dream with my grandmother and my grandmother is dead. She's been dead since my mother was very young. And in the dream, you know, she had me, we were just sitting down at a round table talking and she handed me a piece of paper and it had a list of ingredients on it Mm. and she basically told me that this would solve my problem and every time I would like try to talk to her because I had never met her in real life not in real life because that was real life but I had never met her in this physical dimension that we're in right now Right. You know, mm-hmm. but she was like, don't talk to me. Just keep reading the paper. Memorize what's on the paper. You know, don't pay any attention to me. I mean, she told me to wake up. And when I woke up, I wrote it down. I made it within a couple of days. I used it for like four or five days and everything that I was dealing with at the time went away. Wow. So let's talk about that ancestral realm and having this sacred experience in a dream form with your grandmother who you 
hadn't physically met. What was that Mm -hmm. like for you? Like, how did you feel when you woke up? Were you like, whoa, that was I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, like, I'm connected. I'm aligned. So it's not like things like that don't happen to me. Right. It just hadn't happened as much then. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At that point in my life so mm-hmm. it just blew my mind my mom lived with me at the time and I like ran in the room and I told her what the lady looked like and you know all the things that happened in the dream and my mom was like well shit just try it all that can happen is that it doesn't work you know mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of back at square one mm-hmm. so yeah but it was surreal you know I think what's really awesome about that experience, especially being Black people, like we're able to connect with folks who have our back, right? And Mm -hmm. like the fact that your business kind of came to be at that moment, even though it wasn't into fruition fully yet, like it was there at that Mm -hmm. moment. I think that is just Mm -hmm. amazing. So as I mentioned, you know, I've been using your products for a very long time now, since you started, I think. I used postpartum when I had both of my little babies. Those, first of all, I need to just give a moment of praise for anybody who is listening and needing postpartum pads. The honeypot is it all the way. My oldest daughter, she uses the body wash and the wipes and it's like, it's a sacred thing. I'm raising three black children. All of them are girls. So to know that this offering is in the world for us, for them by a black woman is divine and necessary. So I want to talk a little bit about sacred self-care while menstruating, while bleeding. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for you personally? And what have your customers said that the honeypot has done for them during their cycle, how it's been supportive and how it's been a part of a ritual for them? Oh, I get people that tell me, well, first of all, sacred self-care when you're bleeding or just when you're in that cycle that we're in every month, right? I don't think that it stops when you're bleeding. I think the sacred self-care really starts with you being in alignment with your body. Mm-hmm. and you being in alignment with your mind and yourself. I know when I'm going to get my cycle, I can get a little moody. I can be a little more emotional than I normally am. I'm very tired. So I literally just like lean into that. I just sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not trying to be out here like that. I try to just make myself as comfortable as possible. I think that the most sacred thing is love and um, kindness and to give yourself grace in the midst of everything that humans have going on in their lives, not just about what's happening in our world right now, but just in general. With the people that use our products, you know, quite frequently, I get women that tell me that they want to start their period, or Mm. I get women that tell me, you know, they were like seven day or 10 day bleed and now they're only four days or three days. I get women that tell me that um, they had terrible cramps before, but since using our pads, they don't cramp as bad. You know, so I get people that tell me all kinds of really beautiful things and that have really beautiful experiences. It's a really beautiful journey. I listen and I hear and I'm a person who kind of keeps moving, but I love that people feel comfortable to share their experiences because we get love letters from emails. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
I was just about to say, like, that is truly like an extension of self and community in that way. So that leads me to my next question of self-care as community care, but also what the Honeypot has taught you about community. I think what Honeypot and life have taught me about community is it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be community that you know, that you can touch, that you're connected to. I can feel the love that people have for our brand. And I'm enormously grateful for it every day. And it pushes me and my team to just be out here at our best. But Honeypot's taught me a lot. Honeypot's taught me to have tremendous respect for myself and my time. And it's time, it meaning honeypot, because I don't try to keep things separate because everything that I do kind of blends together. I've learned throughout the years that if I pour myself into work and I don't take care of myself, work can suffer for that. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being a, a Black business owner and representation is monumental. So what has this journey through being a business owner, having a successful business, being a Black woman in this space, what has that taught you about the importance of representation on a deeper level? Because I'm sure that we all know that representation is important, but just on maybe a multi-layered level, what's been the greatest lesson for you? Representation to me doesn't have much to do with my Blackness, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Um, It has to do more with me being an earthling and more with me being connected to everything that's on this planet. Mm -hmm. Whether those things feel like they can connect to me, you know, that's just a matter of opinion. Um, But the fact is, is that every single thing, every speck of dirt, every speck of dust, all the air, all the trees, all the water, including the water that runs in our body, all the blood, all the veins, all the things that are on this planet are connected. Everything is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that is not connecting, right? Either you have an awareness that we are or you don't. You don't. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love being black. Don't make me wrong. Or what has been known to be black in the society that humans have created. Mm-hmm. But I love more of being one of the organic things on this planet. You know, I love that more. And so representation to me is the awareness of understanding that everything is together. Mm. And the reason why I try to shy away from the conversation around how do I feel as a Black woman, I try not to live inside the conditioning that goes with that narrative, Mm. right? Yeah. Because I don't think that it's magnificent that me as a Black or extraordinary that me as a Black woman am able to be successful in business because I believe that anybody that really truly puts their mind to doing anything and fucking commits to it, right? I believe that that is attainable in this world. In this society, we as Black people have had to prove ourselves and we've had to ask for permission. And feeding into that narrative is a part of the conditioning, I think, Mm -hmm. right? Because inside that narrative, it does seem to be extraordinary when a Black person is successful at business. But it's like, no, I think that when we think that it's extraordinary, that makes it look like everybody can't do it. And so... I think that that is a fucking control mechanism, which is why you don't see anybody asking anybody else, how does it feel to be in their skin and do what they do? You're right. And I don't mean that in any offense to you. I guess I'm just trying to give a different perspective, right? But I think we have to be careful and we have to lift our vibration and not allow ourselves to be caught up in that bullshit because that's what that shit is. That's some fucking bullshit. 
You know what right. I'm saying? No, right. And because what it does is it puts the focus on things that don't need to that be don't focused matter. on. Right. Exactly. So then that means that you're not over here doing the shit that you need to be doing, right? Because you're distracted by, because I'm black in business. I need to be doing Exactly. Do- right. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. All black everything. And it's like, bro, you're not going to get the fuck you money with all black everything. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. And that, and real shit, that's what I'm in business for. Right. I'm grateful to my grandmother and all my saints and all my angels and all my ancestors that, that got me here. Like, I am a culmination of every ancestor that lived and died in my fucking family tree. For my mother to be alive, for my brother to be alive, and then for me to be alive. We are just a combination of everything that has happened in our past, even the shit that came before us, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for all of that. But I won't get caught up in the bullshit because that's what it is, right? And I create my own universe, my own world. I mind my fucking business and I stay there (laughs) and I take care of my family and I love myself and I live and do what I want to do. And I'm free. That makes me free. No, I love that. Thank you for that. I love that. And I think that that is going to be a powerful point in our conversation because I think a lot of folks are torn between, you know, Mm -hmm. being great in business while black versus just being great. I get different answers from folks. Some people are like, Yo, it's very important to me. I want to show that Black women can do this. And then other folks like you are like, I'm just doing this, period. Mm -hmm. So I like Mm -hmm. that perspective. I take no offense. I like that perspective a lot. And I think it's really important, especially for folks listening, especially for Black and Brown folks listening, that they don't have to identify themselves as X, Y, and Z to be Mm -hmm. anything other than what they are. Just be, man, right? Because, sister, I just came out into the world for people to know who I am am just in this last year i'm not on social media like that right like like i've got a social media i've got pages i've got followers i've got all that shit but that's really not me doing that right, right. so for years people would say oh my gosh i didn't know that honeypot was a black-owned company but the fact of the matter was is it didn't matter if it was mm-hmm. all that mattered is that we it don't make me wrong on some instances it matters right because for humans that have been conditioned to believe that blackness is a thing and they need an example I want honeypot to be the example that you can do it. But the other example that I want honeypot to be is that we are a human owned brand and that makes products for humans with vaginas. And that's what we do. And sure, being black is beautiful. I love my culture. I love our food. I love our music. I love our bodies. I love our skin tone. I love our cheekbones. I love everything about everything that is black. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) I do. But I also love everything that is about everything else, too. I love that. So you mentioned humans with vaginas. So that takes me to my next question before we wrap up. And I want to talk about menstruation from a non-binary lens. I saw on your personal Instagram that you did a chat not too long ago with a trans person. And I want to talk about that, like how you've been able to step into just having something that is for anyone who needs it, right? And how that conversation has allowed folks to really stand in their power, especially around Honeypot and the offerings and all of that good stuff. 
Yeah, look, it's not for me. The only person or human that I am quasi in control over is myself. I know how I show up in the world, right? But I have a tremendous respect for a human who does the thing that is not popular because that's just truly who they are. Mm -hmm. I have a tremendous respect for, for Kenny, who I spoke with. I have a tremendous respect for his mother, may she rest in peace, because <laughs> you have children, I don't. But just imagine if you had your babies and one of your babies just like never connected to their body part, of course. right? To mm -hmm. that specific body part. Like, and you can tell, because mm -hmm. you're their mommy, right? Mm -hmm. And you're giving them baths and you're loving them and you're taking care of them. But before they even knew what the body part was or what it was for, they were just like, this doesn't feel right. You know, and that's what happened with Kenny. He never connected to his body part, ever. To multiple body parts, his breasts, to his vagina. Now he's very connected to his vagina, right? But he just felt, and his mother could tell. And, and the day that he told his mother, he told me he was 11 years old, was the day that he told his mother that he did not connect with that body. He did not feel like a girl, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And she took him to the doctor straight away. Like straight away, like did not pass go, did not try to talk him out of it, right. did not try to do anything, literally was like, look, babe, let's go to the doctor. She was just waiting for him to fucking say it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it's not like she didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. And so I just think that that is remarkably beautiful because that is who Kenny is through and through. And if that is who Kenny is, then that's who Kenny should fucking be. And it's not for me or you or the Christians or the Muslims or the whatever of the world, right? To make a decision what somebody else should do with their body. No, absolutely I, not. You know, it sickens me a little bit that people feel that they can do that, 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 that they are so unhappy within themselves that they can just projectile their hatred for something that has nothing to fucking do with at all and if you're one of those humans that's listening to this and you feel threatened by anything that you can't control you need to look at that and put that energy back at yourself because that's some shit with you that's your shit i just feel like people should just be and i hate words like should and shouldn't and those those are words that are a part of everyday language but mm -hmm. i just try to be tactful with how i say them but i just feel like people should be exactly who they think they are because chances are that's who you are. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Especially if that being that is the thing that makes you feel happy and whole and love within you. Because that's all that matters is that's are you happy and whole and love inside of your fucking self? And if you feel threatened by anything that somebody's doing for themselves, right? If that means that they're queer, if that means that they're bisexual, if that means that they're a human with a penis or a vagina, but feels like they should be the opposite, that's none of your fucking business. Mind your business. That's theirs. You know what I mean? Yep. And so obviously I'm really passionate about that because that's why people feel so much shame. That's why people choose sometimes to fucking leave this planet by their own hand because of people feeling threatened. I mean, look at how people treated Chadwick. I know. When he was losing all that weight. Yep. Right? Clearly he was sick. Clearly. And whatever he was sick with is none of nobody's fucking <laughs> business because that sickness could happen to you. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, cancer, AIDS, HIV, fucking herpes, infections, chlamydia, all of these things are normal in humanity. 
And then all kinds of other diseases that have may have been created or just naturally occurred or whatever. We can't control that shit. For anybody that felt so threatened by his weight loss that you felt to say something about it, that's none of your, clearly he's going through some shit. And all that we should do in those moments are offer love, kindness, positive thoughts, not negative thoughts because energy is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And imagine how he felt coming out into the world. Maybe he was in a good headspace. I don't know. I don't know Chadwick. All that I know is that I wish his energy well because that is the thing that still lives. We should do a better job loving and being kind to each other, even if we can't fucking understand, because it's not for you to fucking understand unless it's happening to you. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.